0: Alabama players are going to the Super Bowl. What does Alabama's loss against Oklahoma mean? Bill O'Brien is finally gone, but how does Christie feel about it? Did Sesson Bennett mess up his chance for the NFL? And did a football player really ask Nick Saban for $500,000 and for his girlfriend to get into UA's law school for him to stay? There's no shortage of stories on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't
1: wait. Almost
0: over on Let's make this last one. For... What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Solomon, at Jake's Take Podcast at JakesSo14. Joining me as always is my wonderful co-host Christy.
1: <laughs> Hi.
0: And you can find Christy on Instagram and TikTok at Christy Marie underscore double zero. First and foremost, the Super Bowl is set and I don't think we could be any more happy.
1: No, um, it feels like Alabama's in the Super Bowl. I mean, just how stacked the Alabama players are in the Eagles. So I've never been a true Eagles fan, but definitely an Eagles fan right
0: now. Oh yeah, I think the whole state of Alabama is our Eagles fans. I saw a graphic somewhere and everyone was getting very defensive about it I mean you know you can't not love Jalen or Smitty or Landon Dickerson or Josh Job.
1: yeah and I think aside from just being an Alabama fan and all those players I think it's exciting for both teams I mean the Chiefs are going to be back after a year not in the Super Bowl Eagles are back after their win over the Patriots and it's the Kelsey Brothers Bowl
0: I know. I think that's so funny because the two of them love each other so much. They have the most respect for one another. Yeah. And now their parents have to choose who to root for.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope their parents don't bet on games because I'm not sure how you would do that properly.
0: <laughs> I don't either. I'm just also very fortunate that with this, they both play offense. So they're never going to yeah. be to do it at the same time
1: that is true i know they have their own podcast and they said that they are going to record an episode this week so that's going to be great
0: yeah get prepared for a lot of jokes a lot of you know roasting one another i think there was one episode where travis said that jason is currently the favorite child because jason <laughs> gave their parents grandkids and yeah tried to say well Trav, you know it's never too late to get married and have some grandkids, and Travis definitely <laughs> rolled his eyes.
1: Yeah, no, the grandkids definitely take the top spot.
0: <laughs> so, but all in all, I mean, I love those two. You know, Jason Kelsey has a terrific story. You know, round draft pick, finds his way on the Eagles, works his way, becomes a Super Bowl champion, was told he was too small, and he wins the Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey obviously had... A lot of trouble growing Mm -hmm. up. He's been admitted about it. And now he gets to compete for another Super Bowl after, obviously, he wasn't in one last year. But let's kind of break that down. You know, this was definitely a lot of talk going into this game by the Cincinnati mayor.
1: (laughs) Just Cincinnati in general. I mean... We had Burrowhead, you know, they were calling the stadium Burrowhead. And I feel like this is just another one of those, you shouldn't do that.
0: I honestly don't know what he was trying to do. I don't know if he was trying to raise morale. I don't know if he was trying to be fun. Or as my dad says, I don't know if he was trying to be cute. Cute, I think he was trying to be cute.
1: Yeah, getting too cute.
0: I think with it. You know, Joe Burrow did not have a good game. No.
1: Yeah, and just the whole team in general. I mean, there were so many penalties that, and people are going to argue like the refs had the game picked out for the Chiefs, but there were calls that were questionable either way. But, I mean, the Bengals were just making
0: silly mistakes. I know. There was also footage after the game had ended of the Bengals' going into their locker room and Jermaine Pratt yelling at the player, I think it was Joseph yeah. Asai, mm-hmm. after his, you know, late hit, and he's saying, this is all your fault. And I'm saying, this is not all his fault. It's not. with a football game, you play four quarters, they could have had three quarters worth of mistakes.
1: Right. And even if you took away the Joseph Asai whole saga, before that, you had Eli Apple holding, which got the Chiefs a whole new set of downs which led to that whole drive
0: so basically at the end of the day this is all Eli Apple's fault I mean that's my <laughs> <Hopefully not> him. <laughs> I think with it too is that Eli Apple is one of those players who's going to talk so much smack mm-hmm. and talk stuff about how I'm better than everyone else and then he right. can't live it up so uh, and I feel like he's a super emotional
1: player which I think is good because he's Playing for something, but that can also get
0: you in trouble. No, absolutely. So I think with it I mean, it was what we expected.
1: Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes
0: didn't look like he was missing a beat
1: Mm-mm. and
0: he was only playing on, you know, one working leg. Right. I'm genuinely excited because I don't, I didn't want to hear any more stuff about Joe and <laughs> Joe Daddy, or anything <laughs> for the Super Bowl because this has gotten out of hand.
1: It has, and all the women that just post about Joe Burrow and are so in love with him, and I'm still seeing all those TikToks. You know, now they want to coddle him, and it's okay, Joe. Like, no, he lost.
0: Where was this love for previous players? I mean, no one had this love for TV12 when he was younger. No one had this love for Matt Ryan or Drew Brees or Russell Wilson or Tua, so it doesn't make sense.
1: No, it doesn't. Mac is way cuter anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, shout out to him. (laughs) But going back to the Super Bowl, I mean, with Jalen, he's actually the youngest quarterback to take Mm -hmm. his team to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and coming from a quarterback who was benched in a national championship game to now be
0: going to the Super Bowl. It's just crazy so one of my favorite I guess personalities Rich Eisen had tweeted out everything that Jalen had done especially the benching and someone had quoted that tweet and said this is great Rich but you forgot one key event and that's Jalen coming off the bench for an injured Tua in the SEC championship game
1: Yeah, it was the ultimate comeback. If anyone's going to make a movie about a quarterback, that's the movie that needs to be made.
0: I would love to see that more on a potential movie later, but (laughs) I'm excited for this matchup. It's going to be great. you know, you got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league in Patrick Mahomes. You have the story of a quarterback who's never given up and is playing Mm -hmm. out of his mind. But the big concern here is can A.J. Brown be a factor?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I feel like going back, just talking about the Eagles, uh, they almost had it easy this past weekend. I mean, we didn't see Smitty get a touchdown. It was all rushing touchdowns. Jalen didn't have to throw a passing touchdown. And I feel like that's good news for them.
0: I definitely have to agree there, too. Also, I wanted to see more Kyle Juszczyk and Christian McCaffrey Mm -hmm. quarterback plays. (laughs) plays. <laughs> yeah. So how dare you Kyle Shanahan <laughs> for taking that away from me.
1: Yeah, that whole game
0: insane. But I mean, oh, it definitely will be. But I think with this, I mean, I expect that this offense is going to get clicking, especially mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, because right now Jalen has been playing a little conservative because he wants to make sure his shoulder's okay. But this is mm-hmm. going to be the game where he wants to play as good as possible.
1: Yeah, and as good as we know him to be.
0: No, absolutely. Moving on to the next topic, because of course we're talking about Jalen Hurts. It doesn't make sense for us to not talk about Alabama and Oklahoma. Yeah. So obviously in our Friday episode, I went on this giant rant about why people are trying to make up all these excuses. And in the Jalen Hurts basketball game, Alabama got destroyed. And-
1: I it came across like my phone and I was like, oh no. And the first thing I thought of was Jake.
0: (laughs) It was not a good game. They struggled. They didn't look comfortable. Fortunately, they're only dropped to number four in the AP. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of season left. NATO said that we definitely needed a loss. We need to be humbled. I agree. But I did not want to lose to a guy who looks like Zach Galifianakis, a guy who looks like Keanu Reeves, and a bunch of guys who are Seth and Bennett's age.
1: Yeah, it's the whole age thing. But with Nate Oates, I feel like that's something not only that you would hear from Nick Saban, but something we've definitely heard.
0: No, definitely. So I think with this, you know, Alabama at the time of this recording is going to play tomorrow against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is a team that gives them some struggles, but this is going to be in Tuscaloosa. So look for Alabama to try and rebound in this potential game. Hopefully it's a win because they definitely do need to get back on track. Moving on to our next point, Bill O'Brien is, gro- is gone, but how are you feeling? Because I know this still affects you.
1: <laughs> it does. And I think I'm okay with it because I know that Mac had some pull in who the Patriots were going to get for their their OC. I know he was kind of part of, I don't know about the hiring process, but he had a say in who they hired. So I feel confident in Mac's decision.
0: You had mentioned in the Friday episode what Gronk had said mm-hmm. about Bill O'Brien and how Bill O'Brien is a big factor of Gronk, Actually, becoming Gronk. Yeah. Do you think that's something we could see? Because they have Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith, who are two of Mm -hmm. the really reliable tight ends in the league. I mean, Mac is going to look for Hunter Henry basically on every play, and Johnu Smith can be lined up in four different positions. Do you think shades of the 2010, 2011 offense?
1: I'm hoping so, and I think part of that Gronk interview was that Bill O'Brien can be really creative with positions and plays. and I feel like the biggest hurdle he's going to have to get over is just earning their trust. If they can trust him, and his ideas might sound crazy at first, but if they trust him and follow through, I think we'll see some good things.
0: See, I would love a play call where they line up Hunter Henry at quarterback throw the mm-hmm. ball to Mac, Mac and then yeah. Mac throws the ball to Jacoby Myers or something. Now, I don't know how many New England Patriots fans are going to love me saying that. <laughs> but, I mean, we've got to be creative every now and then. And I, I know that Bill Belichick isn't going to be the most excited about that. Because no. he <laughs> would love to just run the ball 300 yes. times a game.
1: He would. And I feel like he's kind of like Saban in the sense of, he knows that he's going to have to change sort of his offensive style to keep up with all these new quarterbacks that are coming through the NFL.
0: Well, those two are legit carbon copies of one another. Yeah, I mean, they learn so much from one another.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're friends.
0: Oh, my God. They're such good friends. And then, you know, Miss said nothing but great things yeah. about Bill Belichick. I'm pretty sure if you put Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and Bill, Bill Parcells in the same room— <laughs> There would be no smiles. There would be no emotion, no. <laughs> and, and you would just talk. You just hear them talk about football for six hours.
1: Yeah, it's and everyone would be excited business. about. It. Yeah, all business, no play.
0: It, it would be all business, no play. It would be maybe one or two mentions about Nick mm-hmm. Saban's grandkids, and then yeah. Bill yeah. saying something about, "Yeah, my son Steve did something really weird <laughs> with his tongue. I don't know with, why his mullet." <laughs> yeah, and then Bill Parcells would just kind of kind of like smiling over there saying, I created all of this. Right. (laughs) So I think with this, I mean, it was the right move. You know, Bill O'Brien is better in the NFL. I mean, he did great great things with Tom Brady. He did great things Mm -hmm. with Houston. I know that people are going to give him all that grief about, oh, he traded away DeAndre Hopkins. But think about it from an offensive standpoint. One, Bill O'Brien is not going to trade anything Mm
1: -hmm. in this
0: role. Two, he's going to help Mac become more comfortable. Right. And also make sure that he is, you know, doing the thing that he's good at. And Mac is a smart quarterback. So, honestly, I think this is actually a pretty good hire.
1: Yeah. And like you said, he's not in complete control. Like, Bill Belichick is still going to have the final say. So, it's not like he's going to go in there and change everything we know about Patriots football.
0: No, absolutely. So with this, now that they bring back Bill O'Brien, should the Patriots continue to build up their offense?
1: I think so. I mean, they can almost follow like a 49ers model where you, I mean, get your offense so stacked even up to the O line, even special teams, and you could put any quarterback, but a talented quarterback like Mac, and you can't go wrong.
0: I think with it too, you know, you have You're two tight ends. Mm We are trying to, you know, what's going to happen with Damian Harris, but you have Ramondre Stevenson. You just got in Devontae Parker, who started showing flashes. Jacoby Myers is still there. You're probably not going to keep Nelson Aguilar, yeah. And the offensive line, when healthy, can be a great line. So Mm -hmm. I think they should look for another. Receiver, or someone in the draft. I mean, you could look at free agents. You could look at T. Higgins. You could look <laughs> at. Don't well, I I don't think they need another tight end, but.
1: Yeah I mean, no, I definitely go for a receiver position.
0: Receiver, another receiving back, yeah. and then kind of draw plays there, or just kind of follow what approach that they had in Vegas because it seemed to work.
1: Yeah, I could see that working for them.
0: But now with B- Bill O'Brien going to the Patriots and it being two vacant um, coordinator positions at Alabama, who should Alabama go after? I know that you had mentioned Jeff Webby.
1: Yeah, so I feel like he and Jeremy Pruitt are kind of tied for me at number one. But what did you think of my Jason Garrett pick?
0: I don't know what to think about, honestly. (laughs) I I just can't look at him without him just clapping.
1: (laughs) I know it was a crazy pick, but he does have ties. Like, I wouldn't be super shocked if we see him even just being interviewed.
0: I I wouldn't be surprised if he was interviewed. And I know there are reports of how Jeremy Pruitt just bought a truck Mm -hmm. in Birmingham. So it is possible that we see Jeremy Pruitt come back especially because he was just cleared of all, all allegations but yes. in regards to offensive coordinator i mean jeff levy could be a potential one i i'm gonna say like a very very dark horse joe lombardi you know the former mm. chargers offensive coordinator i don't know why we even brought him up
1: yeah i don't feel like i've heard his name floated around at all for any team let alone alabama
0: So he could be a potential fit there, but really, I think with it, I mean, we'll just have to kind of see what's going on. I mean, Nick Saban hasn't really stated too, too much about what direction he's going in. We know the type of coaches he wants and the type of coaches he likes, but could it be something where he promotes – he could literally do that. He could literally promote Holman or Robert.
1: Yeah, he could, and Nick Saban is one of those people where he's not going to give any hints. We're not going to know until the deal is done.
0: We would literally. I mean, it could be between Jeff Lebby, a bunch of other random coordinators, Dick, mm-hmm. um, one of his Mercedes, and a former quarterback named Jacob Coker. <laughs> that, 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 that last one was a joke. I don't think Jamie Cooker wants to be our, our No, team. I don't think so. <laughs> but speaking of Alabama alums, now that San Francisco is out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. what do we think about D'Amico Ryan's getting his potential coaching shot?
1: So I know that he's definitely going back for those second interviews with the Broncos and the Texans. And I really see him landing at the Texans.
0: I think if he lands at the Texans, then that's a perfect way for him to draft Bryce, you know, getting that Alabama-Alabama connection. Yes. And he also was drafted by the Texans, so he would be familiar with a lot of it, too. And it wouldn't be a, you know, hard adjustment. Mm -hmm. But I would like that, you know. And obviously, I was looking all throughout social media and saw people saying that they want the next successor at Alabama, well, after Lane, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To beat D'Amico. I would love that too, but if D'Amico gets that shot in NFL coaching, it's going to be hard to pull him away.
1: Yeah, I don't think he would come back. I think he is going to, wherever he lands, rebuild the team he's at, whether he stays there and they become successful, or he rebuilds that team and goes to an even more successful team. I just... I think once he's a head coach in the NFL, that's going to be his peak.
0: You either end up working out in the NFL or you don't. And I think with him, you know, just seeing the type of player and the type of coach he's become, I could see him working out in the NFL. I mean, who knows? We might be hearing stories about him with his rise to the playoffs. I mean, imagine him taking the Texans or the Broncos to the Super Bowl. The Texans would be a lot crazier.
1: Yeah, it would. I feel like they have a lot more rebuilding to do and you know, establishing people who want to be on the Texans.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of rebuild, there is one specific player <laughs> who definitely has a lot to rebuild after what happened on Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, old Stetson.
0: Old Stetson Bennett the 4th. So, if you have not seen Stetson Bennett was arrested Sunday morning and was charged with public intoxication and was apparently running around the city of Dallas banging on doors.
1: Yeah, and Dallas is not the place to do it. I feel like they're not going to be big Stetson fans there. But also, I have to say, are we that surprised?
0: Well, no, but I mean, he's 25, and I think he should be worrying about so many other things than drinking out and about one of my friends said that he should be worried about starting a family i said he should be worried about life after being kicked off of his parents insurance
1: yeah there you go <laughs> but i mean I, we we have seen the good morning america interviews after winning the championship twice now where he can't even keep his eyes open and it's not no and
0: i mean this is an exact same point of it and i mean i st- I saw this, too, and I thought, man, this must have been how he was trying to celebrate Mardi Gras, knowing he's not allowed in the (laughs) wheel.
1: This is true.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sorry you're not allowed in my hometown, Stetson. Anyway, um, with this, uh, another joke, he didn't seem to be showing a lot of good pocket awareness when he was (laughs) trying to escape. Um, So I'm docking points from him there.
1: Yeah, I feel it. He just smacked right into that little wall there.
0: But I think with this, you know, this wasn't a good look for him. You know, this is someone who everyone was hyping him up. I mean, I was watching an interview yesterday and all the media was upset, which definitely, you know, like it's not surprising to me because they love this kid. And they want to shove down the throat of all viewers of look how great this kid is. He was a walk on and now he's a two time national champion.
1: And I feel like we've seen this before. The media picks their one college quarterback, and he's the shining example. We saw it with old Johnny Football, remember him? (laughs) Yep. And I'm not saying Stetson's going to go down that road, and I hope not. I don't wish that for anybody, but it's just the way it goes.
0: No, absolutely. Do you think this hinders his ability to get drafted? I know that he's kind of being looked at as a long shot, but – I think this might lower his draft projection maybe by a round or two.
1: I think it can, especially because of the circumstances right now. He is supposed to be Georgia's leader, and Georgia's having a tough time. I mean, there are still reports coming out from the fatal car accident, and, you know, things that were not supposed to be happening were happening with The car was a recruiting car, was not supposed to be used on free time, and it was. And I think we're going to find out more. So I think people were looking to him to unify the team, and this is not that look.
0: Maybe this was a cry for help. Maybe this was something where, you know, you're 25 and you're the quarterback of this team, but it's hard because, you know... He was never expected to be the leader. You know, the leader of the Georgia team was Nolan Smith. Yeah. So I think with this, you know, it hasn't been a great couple weeks for the Georgia Bulldogs. This isn't making it any easier for them.
1: Yeah, I hope we don't see Georgia in the news
0: anytime soon. No, I don't think Kirby wants to see them in the news either. But that's another thing, too, that I just thought about. Think about how after Alabama had championship wins, how they would have some form of adversity that they had to overcome.
1: Yeah, and that's true. And maybe, you know, this is what's going to unify them and they're going to be the same Georgia team next year. I hope not, but... (laughs)
0: No, but I mean, you know, think about how, you know, Mac had his DUI or Cam Robinson got arrested or in 2013 after the national championship where four players got kicked off of the Alabama football team for beating up a student.
1: Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. It's real world. You know, we just see the 60 minutes of football, but these are still real people that make mistakes.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, I think with this, you know, we really hope that he gets back on track. I mean, I think with this, you know, he is still human, but at the end of the day, you know, this is still not like him. And I think with this, a lot of people, while they're still going to joke around about it, need to see that he might have been struggling and this was a cry for help.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: But moving on to our final topic, Nick Saban in the portal. And the reason why we're bringing this up is obviously if you've listened to anything in the past almost year, you understand that Nick Saban does not like the transfer portal and other coaches do. Well, here is another reason why Nick Saban does not like the transfer portal or NIL. Apparently, a player wanted $500,000.
1: Yeah, before even stepping foot onto the Alabama field.
0: So with this, I I agree with Nick Saban. You know, it used to be that if you want to go to Alabama, you go to Alabama because you want to make it to the NFL. You want to make an impact. You want to get your degree. You want to do things that can be done at Alabama. That's what happened when we got players such as Julio Jones, Mm Marty Cooper, OJ Howard, Mark Barron, Dante Hightower, just a few names out there. Now with NIL, it's definitely changing things because there's a sense of accomplishment, entitlement of, well, Mm -hmm. I think I'm worth this. As bad as it sounds, no player who is 18 is worth $500,000.
1: No, and I don't care if you're the number one kid out of high school. You still have to prove yourself on the college. I mean,
0: look look at Arch Manning. He has to prove himself after losing his ID three times. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, if you think, hey, let me give a freshman who hasn't proven anything $500,000, who's in the same age as a legacy who has lost his student ID three times, that doesn't make really any sense.
1: I just can't even picture a scenario where I, as an 18-year-old, would be able to be in the same room as Nick Saban, look him in the eye, and ask him for that kind of offer.
0: I-, I couldn't do it. I think with it, I mean, if he were to come in to me and say, I'd like to offer you a scholarship, I would shake his hand and say, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm honored. Yeah. Um, you know, I won't let you down. Right. And even if I don't go to Alabama after that offer, I would still try and maintain a relationship with him and say, Thank you for giving me a shot. Right. You We're would just do work out.
1: to prove him right. And these kids aren't even showing them, him what they're worth.
0: And that's why Nick Saban at Alabama still is the best thing for Alabama because Jimbo thought oh let me wave all this money in the air and it will work it didn't
1: no half of those kids are already gone
0: same with Florida too I mean all these players are trying to go in with all these you know I'm worth so much money this is my expectation and it just doesn't work
1: especially when you're a freshman and you don't get playing time you can't prove what you're worth and either you go find somewhere else to play and you're going to be paid less or the team cuts you.
0: Absolutely. And I think that this, you know, focuses on the next little tidbit of how there was a player who wanted the coaches to get his girlfriend into law school or pay for law school or yeah. one or the other.
1: Pay her way through law school. And can I just say this is a girlfriend? Like, So this player and this girlfriend, no legal tie to each other. So what if they do pay for her law school and then she dumps him? (laughs) Like
0: absolutely. So there's just so many things that were needing to be a focus in this. And obviously, you know, I agree with Nick Statement. I agree with what he's doing. But at the end of the day, too, I also think that with this, it's also very important that we focus on the idea of, hey, what what are you doing?
1: Yeah, and I feel like, well, I hope people really take a step back and look at all this NIL stuff and how it's really destroying what college football was founded on.
0: I feel like with it, too, I mean, I understand that in some situations, it's very important to have NIL deals and have a focus of, you know, this is why we're doing X, Y, and Z. But this is just ideas of entitlement, or I feel like we can do this. And we don't know which player it was. Right. But that's very bold to come in and say, yeah. will you pay my girlfriend's way through law school?
1: <laughs> and I am all for, like, paying for your name or someone to use your picture. Like, I t- can totally respect that. But to expect someone to pay you to play on your team and you are going to give them so much knowledge and wisdom and a window into the NFL, like, that is just insane.
0: I mean, Bryce Young literally had an NIL deal with Dr. Pepper. And I'm pretty sure (laughs) DJ Dale had an NIL deal with Saw's Barbecue or something. Um, And then I think Evan Neal had a AL deal last year too. But the point being is that they did this because they wanted to grow as players and learn about the marketing. But having to look at it and say, oh, well, I want you to pay so I can stay. Nick Saban will gladly show you the door.
1: Oh, and he did.
0: (laughs) So I think with it, you know, it comes back to what you said about if you wanted to be there, then you would do the stuff mm-hmm. that it takes to be there. Right. So I think with it, you know, Nick Saban's feelings are valid in this regard. I think that these players need to be humbled. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I learned a lot when I was growing up was from my grandparents. If they knew something was out of line with me, they would not be afraid to talk to me or smack me on the back of the head. They they, they, they didn't, but I, I always thought it was coming.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I can relate to that as an elementary teacher. I mean, I have a class full of 24 nine-year-olds who sometimes forget they are nine-year-olds. And we always have, I call them, come-to-Jesus moments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But how old do they think they are? Do they think they're what 15 or 7?
1: Um, probably like 18. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. I I could tell you some stories off air. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. But that's the thing too, is that these players, these students need to be, you know, humbled or told what they're doing has some consequences. And I don't think a lot of these players understand that. Whereas you saw, And I think this is what is why we struggled so much in this year. Well, sorry, struggled in terms of Alabama fan standards. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. It was just that that hunger was missing, that hunger to want to be the best because they're already getting paid like they're the best.
0: No, definitely. So I think with it. You know, we just kind of have to keep our eyes open. But, yeah, I mean, we agree with Nick Saban's feelings. His feelings are valid. And hopefully these players learn more about NIL and transfer portals. Because if something is wrong, you don't just get up and leave.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if any other coaches follow Nick Saban's lead.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. I really hope they do. But Mm -hmm. that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Jake's Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake's So 14. You can find Christy on Instagram and TikTok at double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, at Variety__Sport__. You're home for all sports, different forms, and varieties. They've got some great content. Be sure to check them out. As always, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music. We're basically on all platforms. Jake, Small Market Sports Take. And thank you so much for everything y'all have done in supporting the show, helping us grow. We just hit 3,600 streams, which is terrific. And I, we couldn't have done it without y'all. As always, as always, we appreciate everything y'all do. Drop a like, subscribe, share this with your friends. And we will be back on Friday. But until then continue to be the best version of you you can be be a light in this world think of others when you're around them continue to make people happy we need some more smiles in this world and as always as always as always we will see and hear from y'all later take care
1: bye